This is Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the word on all the cool, nerdy happenings at Peter White Public Library and the library universe beyond. From books and concerts to search engines and story times, the library nerds are in and ready to show you that being a nerd can be cool. Get ready, get set, get nerdy. Welcome back to Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the word on everything cool that's happening at Peter White Public Library and the library universe beyond straight out of the mouths of the people who know it best, library nerds. My name is Marty Ackett, and I'm the adult programming coordinator for Peter White Public Library. Now, last week, I promised that Youth Services Department head Sarah Rayberg would be stopping by the podcast this week. Well, Sarah has had her hands filled with hatching eggs and summer reading, so we had to postpone her visit until next week. But joining me today in the guest nerd chair is one of my favorite library nerds from the reference desk, Madeline Bitter. Welcome back, Madeline. I'm so excited to be back. (laughs) And I'm always excited to sit down and talk with you because I'm never sure where our conversation will go. Um, And that's kind of exciting. So now, even though you were a last minute substitution this week, I'm betting my lucky rabbit's foot that you have something fascinating to talk about today. Last time it was Alien Abductions and UFOs, one of my favorite podcast episodes I think I've ever recorded. Um, And this time, knock on wood, I'm sure you've conjured up something equally interesting because that's kind of your thing at the reference desk finding out cool information. Fingers crossed. Yes, this introduction will make a whole lot more sense in a little bit uh, later in this episode. However, before we step on a crack or break a mirror, we have to play another round of Word on the Nerd, the game where I pose some lucky and unlucky questions to my guest nerds. You know how this goes, Madeline. I'm going to ask you three library nerd questions about yourself, and you have to answer them truthfully for the listeners. So, Madeline, are you ready to play Word on the Nerd? So, Madeline, this is going to be a little game of Would You Rather again. Um, I'm going to ask you three would-you-rather questions, and you have to answer them. So here's your first question. Would you rather eat a plate of snails or break a mirror? (laughs) Snails are escargot, right? Escargot. That's a snail? That's a snail. Okay, I'll break a mirror. Really, you don't want to. You don't want to eat snails. No, I've had a snail once a really long time ago, uh-huh. and it was like a booger dipped in garlic. Mm. I did not like. Was it. it like cooked or was it raw? It was raw in the shell still, and you like put like I forgot how we ate it, but there was like hot buttery garlic involved. See, I could if the if the snail were cooked, you know, it's sort of like sort of like when you eat a mussel, like clams or oysters mm-hmm. or something. Now, oysters on a half shell, I have a really difficult time with. But okay. if you cook the oysters, it's a little better, yeah. you know. But I don't think I could do a, a raw snail, even if it's dipped in really good buttery garlic stuff. Uh, no, nah, I can't yeah. do it. Not for yeah. me. All right. I'll so break a mirror. You're going to break a mirror and yeah. press your luck with that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there you go. 
All right, second question. Would you rather lose all of your friends but win the lottery or keep your friends but not get a raise in salary for the rest of your life? <laughs> These are hard questions this time. This question tests my girl boss instincts. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say uh, the second one. Okay. But, you know... You're thinking, uh, what? You're looking at your bank account going, mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, no, I'm going to keep it with the second one. I love my friends. Okay. I want to keep them close forever. Okay. And... Well, make sure that you make some rich friends then. How's about that? That's the ticket. See, there we go. You, you get rich friends who are really nice and kind and generous. Then they do things like take you on trips to Italy and yeah. stuff like that. Take Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I I don't think I could I don't think that I could give you up as a friend oh, in order crazy. to to have to get money, you know. Um, so yeah, I would probably go with the second one myself. Yeah. That's, that's a really tough one, though. Well, you it really come, is. You can come chill at my villa if I ever make a million. Okay, so. well, okay, that's that's a deal, okay. and you and you can you know come to my mansion and swim in my pool and play polo. There you go. <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay, so here's your last question. Would you rather know the date of your death or the cause of your death? I th <laughs> Another really hard one. Yeah, both of these are terrible. They're, they um, are. I'm, would you rather questions aren't supposed to be easy? You know, usually, I, usually they're not very hard for me, though. <laughs> like, I'm very black and white with my opinions. But yeah. this one, I think I'd rather know the cause. Why? Okay, now give me your thinking for that. Because if I knew the date, I would be constantly fretting over that date. And mm -hmm. I feel like I wouldn't be able to live in the moment. Right. But if I knew the cause, maybe I could, like, you know, kind of tailor my life towards more mm -hmm. leaning away towards whatever the cause Causes, yeah. But, like, knowing that it would happen, but just, like, maybe for a while, like, maybe I won't get on... Like a, a, a like a air balloon or something. On the other hand, if you knew the date of your death, that might give you the freedom to really live your life to the fullest yeah. every day. That's true. Because you know that you know where the end is coming. Mm -hmm. So it's like not wasting time, you know, and saying, you know, okay, this date is coming up. I'm going to do the I'm going to like whatever uh I'm going to go swim with the sharks or I'm going to go do whatever you want to do mm -hmm. because you know that your time is limited which is something that nobody really likes to think about yeah but everybody's time is limited right so living for that moment is really important um but if you knew the cause of your death and it's something that is health related and you could possibly make changes mm -hmm. in your lifestyle in order to, you know, maybe circumvent that being the cause of your death. That's a different thing. Yeah. So I I don't know on this one at all. Yeah, I guess now that you explain, like, living your life to the fullest until that date, I'm kind of back in the middle. Okay. I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, I'm already a hypochondriac. So I already feel like I'm. Living I am too. Too. I am too. Yeah. So, um, um, I I would go with cause because I don't think I don't think I would want to know 
have that like number, that date circled on my calendar. Yeah. That would be really tough. That'd be really weird. So yeah. I think I'm gonna go with number two because I'm already kind okay. of Okay, well, there you go. There you go. All right. We'll stick with that one. All right. So we have come to the end of this game of Word on the Nerd with Madeline Bitter from the Reference Desk at Peter White Public Library. Now that we have answered some tough questions involving food, money, health, fate, you know, Madeline, it's time to press our luck. So why don't you give us the word? All right, Madeline, what is on your mind today? I can't wait. <laughs> Dear listeners, uh-huh. today is a day of great importance. Witches around the world are celebrating that our queen mother, Florence Welch, the head woman of Florence and the Machine, is coming out with her new album today. All right. Dance Fever. On Friday the 13th. We are Friday the 13th. Right. We are recording Friday the 13th. So. Yes. And also, Kendrick Lamar dropped his new album oh, today, wow. which is also very exciting. And I did not know about it till I logged onto Twitter.com this morning. Nice. So I share that piece of info and no one else knew. Okay. Um, so it is Friday the 13th, so go celebrate. Go snuggle with a black cat. Howl <laughs> at the moon, everybody. Um, I thought it'd be fun to take a peek at what we had about superstitions here at the library. Right. And I had a lot of fun reading up about it. And we're going to talk about some superstitions I never knew about and some ones that we, everyone already kind of knows. All right. All right. I'm um, ready for it. Yeah, so I will of- admit I'm sort of a superstitious person. So, okay. Yeah. Well, me too. Okay. Yeah. All right. I found all these books here at the library. So if you're curious, feel free to check them out. So today we have the Dictionary of Superstitions by David Pickering. Okay. Every Man's Book of Superstitions by Christine Chandler. Okay. Superstitious Here's Why <laughs> by Julie Forsyth, Bachelor, and Claudia DeList. And Superstitions by Peter Haining. All right. <laughs> they all look very interesting. Yeah. So. I like them all. I really like the dictionary one the best because it goes through by, like, subject. It's like an, uh, like an encyclopedia. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So I had a lot of fun looking through this one, just flipping through and seeing the random listings. Mm -hmm. So the dictionary is my favorite. So we'll start with an easy one, which is Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Um, Superstitions by Peter Haining references the Norse mythology as to why we have fear around the number 13. Okay. When Loki, the trickster god, kills Balder, who's like the most favorite god of all time. Everyone's Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I love Balder. He's the best. But he gets killed in front of everyone. like the youngest child of the family. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like the golden boy. Everyone really likes him because Mm -hmm. I think he's like the god of like fertility and life and like abundance. Okay. (laughs) Give me a break. Um, So he gets killed with a mistletoe from Loki. And I guess 13 people are standing around just, like, right. watching it yeah. happen. Okay. And so, because of that, 13. 13. That. Also, there are 13 people at the Last Supper. Right? 13 people at the Last Supper. Judas was there. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's also, like, a thing. Bad, bad, bad juju. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's some stuff around the day that I didn't know about. Uh, in general, if there's a thunderstorm on a Friday, uh, it means that someone of great importance will be murdered. Ooh. Yeah. Fridays are traditionally seen as days of bad luck. 
Mm. Um, according to the listing of days in the week in this dictionary here, Fridays are considered very unlucky, and apparently Eve was offered an apple or offered the apple to Adam on a Friday. How do they know that? <laughs> Come on. I don't know how time works. (laughs) Maybe they already were functioning by days of the week back in the beginning of everything. That's like, I mean, it's like Julian calendar without Julian being alive. I don't know why you picked a Friday. For, okay. To ascribe to uh, maybe it's just a fifth day. Maybe the number five has some significance too. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to look into the numerology. Numero- I love numerology. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll do an episode on that next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, where was I? Witch covens are most likely to meet on Fridays, and that used to be the day when people would be hanged as punishment. Mm. Now, now, do covens, do they usually have 13 witches in them, or is there a number that's associated with them? Traditionally, 13, I think. There's I some traditions yeah. that will have up to 13. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, Not that I think you're in a coven or anything and know this, but we'll I never know. We'll leave it up to speculation. <laughs> um, projects or endeavors started on a Friday will not prosper. And according to one old Shropshire tradition, mm-hmm. news received on a Friday will result in one new wrinkle upon the hearer. Ooh. Yeah. That's so, not good. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then under the listing of the number 13 in the dictionary, it says that people consider 13 to be so unlucky that hotels will go without a 13th room mm-hmm. or buildings won't have a 13th floor. If 13 people sit down at a table to eat a meal together, it is considered extremely unfortunate. And in order to correct this, all the diners have to join hands and stand up as one to round it up to 14. Um, at the Savoy Hotel in the UK, the architect Basil Andes was commissioned to redesign a new dining room, a new private dining room in there. And it was called the Pinafore. And he also made a little statue of a cat. And it's called the Savoy Black Cat. And it was made to sit in the in the 14th chair in this private dining room. Okay. So there would never be just 13 people there. There would always be a 14th. 14. Yeah. Wow. And it's this really beautiful, iconic statue of a black cat that's made out of this really shiny wood. Mm. It will be a great tattoo, actually. <laughs> Are you thinking? I was thinking about it. I was looking at it. I was like, that's a very pretty, like, design. Design? Statue. Yeah. yeah. So, it's a very pretty sculpture, and it's a great dining guest, I guess. All right. <laughs> and now, I'm just going to list other weird traditions that I read about. In All right, Let, let's hear it. All right, this one is for thread. Divination to see one's true love. Someone has to go into a barn or some other dark place on the night of Halloween to toss a ball of thread or wool into the darkness and reel it in. When the thread snags on something, someone should call out, who is holding my thread? And an unseen voice will respond with the name of the future husband or wife. This will only work alone if you are completely alone at midnight and otherwise in complete silence. That's a little creepy. Isn't that terrible? That's, that's like, I would never do. One, it's Halloween, so you really don't want to mess with stuff like that. Uh-huh. But I mean, I'm sorry, going into a barn that's dark. By yourself, horrifying. Throwing thread out and then pulling it in, and then when it catches, goes, "Who's holding this?" And then hearing the devil or something like that. Somebody voice call out the name of someone. 
terrifying. <laughs> I would love to see that in a movie someday. That would be that would be kind of cool. But here's my question though: if that actually happens, I would probably avoid that person whose name was called out like yeah, like crazy. I wouldn't. I'd want to. I'd want to figure that out. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. Okay, that's a really good one. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I didn't hear that one either. That's why I had to throw it in because it was really scary. Um, and actors and actresses will receive good luck in their productions if they peek if they pick a piece of thread up from the dressing room floor. Oh, so if it's I've never heard that one. And I've, theater people. Out there. I, I've done theater and I've never heard that one. The only thing I know about theater is do not say the name Macbeth. Yeah. Within a theater. Bad, bad luck. People, mm-hmm. the actors are very superstitious about that. I did theater in high school for a little bit and everyone there was like, don't do it. Yeah. Very superstitious group of people. Yeah. Oh, actors are really superstitious. Yeah. So, okay. All right. What else do we have here? Um, oh, here's a gross one. So this was under the listing of fevers. Okay. An old folk tradition says that the best medicine for someone with a fever is to eat Living spiders with slices of apple or with jam. If that's too much for the person to eat a live spider, then cobwebs can be rolled up into a pill shape and eaten, or a spider can be hung in a box or a bag around the neck of the fevered person until the spider dies. And then that's... That's disgusting. I know! That is absolutely disgusting. I mean, I thought like snails dipped in hot butter and garlic was kind of disgusting, but I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Eating an apple with a live spider. Can you imagine putting it in your mouth and feeling it like? <laughs> yeah. Gross. I mean, that the word, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could possibly do the bag around your neck with a live spider. That'd be fine with me. Just because it's going to be dead as long as the bag is very securely, yeah. you know, like closed. Because if I find feel a spider crawling on me, mm, no. never, not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. Uh, for the one for knives, uh, gifts of knives, especially as wedding presents, are ill-advised as these threaten to sever the friendship or tear the couple apart. Mm-hmm. The knives instead should be permanently on loan or some money should be given in exchange as if the knives have been paid for. The same applies to pen knives and scissors. Oh. I've actually heard of this one before where you, really? can't give, you can't give knives away for free. Like there right. always has to be something in exchange for it. But that's the reason. So yeah. so that it's like you're paying for it as opposed to it being a gift. Right. What if you just trade something like, oh, I'll give you this fork if you give me this knife. That would be fine because there's still something in the. But there's an exchange yeah. there so that it's not like you're getting a knife for free. Yeah. Huh. Well, on the flip side of that, if there's like a couple that you really dislike and you get invited to the wedding, you know, you just give them a whole set of, you know, like steak knives and there you go. Are you too shy to stand up and object? Just give a gift. Just add yeah. some knives on the registry. Oh, I've I've known a few people that I would probably, if I had known about this, I probably would have done that for. But the, you know, that's the that's the dark side of me that I doesn't I don't allow out very often. So. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Oh, here's a weird one about lemons. Uh, you use a peel of a lemon to find out if a love affair will have a positive outcome. 
if a woman takes the peel and hides it in her armpit for a whole day and then rubs the peel on all four of her bedposts, she'll be rewarded with a dream of her desires coming true in which her lover will bring her two lemons in the dream. And if he fails to deliver the lemons, the affair will go up in flames. That's disgusting too. I don't uh, think that, that was that bad. No, no, the whole I know, but holding the lemon peel under your armpit for a whole day. Impractical. Like you'd have to have your arm glued to your side all yeah, day. Yeah, it's so just you like you're walk. walking around. It's like, why are you walking like that? Oh no, no reason. I have some ingredients in my armpit. So <laughs> yeah, it's like go. it's like I don't know. It's like a Ferris Bueller thing, you know, with the gummies. You keep a fair <laughs> when you want a gummy bear, they've been in my pocket. They're nice and soft. No. You know, that's disgusting. <laughs> I, I don't know why I went to that place. It's like when a little kid offers you a jelly bean, but you know that jelly bean's been in their sweaty hands, hands for like forever. hours. Yeah. And they're, it's like gray now, and you're like, no, thank you. And then think <laughs> of what that lemon is going to smell like when you rub it on your bedposts after having it in your armpit all day long. Yeah, kind of musty. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's a polite way of saying it, but okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> nice after that's true but don't you think like because uh, lemons are acidic yes they might so you know holding it under there might be a little Mm. painful dry it off really good before you do it you you have to do something because (laughs) if there's lemon juice on there it might not be a pleasant experience yeah okay i can feel the tingle already There was a long listing about like moles on your skin okay and i guess they mean things Circular moles signify good character. We're all looking at ourselves. I'm probably saying all mine are circles because that means good character. Okay. Angular moles denote less likable personalities. And oblong moles mean wealth. Oh, see, I've got oblong wells there, but aren't those oblong? Is there like oval? I don't know. I don't have any oval ones. I'm not (laughs) circles. Yeah. Now everybody listening to this is like stripping naked and looking at their moles, <laughs> going, "Where? What are they? They're they're angular! Oh my god! That was horrible!" <laughs> and there's a rhyme that goes along with it. Oh, oh, cool! From the British Isles, a mole on the arm can do you no harm. A mole on the lip, you're witty and flip. A mole on the neck brings money by the peck. A mole on the back brings money by the sack. A mole by the ear. Brings money year by year. Mm. All right. So it's all about money. Yeah. It's all about money. Are you cashing in or are you not? <laughs> you know what? If it, if it's going to get me money, give me more moles. I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> That's Ooh. not to discourage anyone from keep on wearing their sunscreen. No. 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 Keep, keep applying no. it. Yes. Because you know what? A mole that turns black. Not a good You know what that means? A doctor's appointment. That's right. It means a doctor's appointment and surgery. So that's something to be superstitious about. Okay. Um, So I have this huge section about fishermen's luck because they're fishermen and like sea people. and They're very, very superstitious. Why? Because water is very dangerous and you never really know what's going on. Down well, there. And, and water is also like connected to the unconscious and everything like the that in psychology. So the mysterious, you know, yeah, and cool. anybody that's seen Jaws would have to be superstitious. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, no. Yeah. So people 
would throw the first fish that they caught into mm-hmm. the water as a way of giving it back to Neptune and okay. saying thank you. Same with yeah. inserting a coin into a cork float. So you think that the thing that bobs on top yeah. of the water, they would like stick coins in there to like give back to the water spirits. Okay. And say like thank you for everything. That's not going to hurt you too much. Mm-hmm. No. There's a Scottish tradition, uh, so this is in desperate times, okay. uh, that requires a man to be thrown overboard and then pulled back in to lure the fish closer to the boat. So if I don't want to be that man. Yeah, I wonder how they vote who goes over. It's like, you think about it, let's feed the fish this guy in order to bring them in. And if the guy's bleeding and there's sharks involved with mm-hmm. it. Pulling them back in is probably not going to help them that much. Like, whoever gets a nosebleed at that time, that's how they pick. I, yeah, no. Okay. Get in the water, Declan. It's your turn. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> yep. We need fish. Jump overboard. <laughs> Similarly, if a man falls overboard and starts to drown, his compatriots might be reluctant to save him, knowing that once the spirits have a taste of one mortal soul, they might be unwilling to give it up. And take the life of the rescuers instead. Wow. Yeah. So if you if you fall overboard, that's it. Peace out. I'm sorry. Even though we have this little boat dinghy here to not gonna happen. You're Neptunes now. Wow. That's ruthless. I know. That I is absolutely to be a fisherman back then. No. I wouldn't want to be a fisherman now either. No, I really wouldn't, you know. Now you know, you always hear that red sky at night. What is it? Sailors delight. Delight. Red yeah. sky in morning, sailors take warning. warning. Yeah. yeah. I mean there's all those kinds of things about sailors and fishermen and everything. I know. Um you have to be you have to be very cognizant of like weird changes in your environment because any of those things could mean like bad weather yeah and stuff like well, that. and and that, and that would make sense mm-hmm. like if somehow like having an orange sky in the morning sort of represents bad weather coming in totally get that yeah well here's one that you probably don't have but I, everybody goes smelting around here oh, right yeah. right and i i was once invited by my brother when i was much younger to go smelting but the tradition is, is that when you get your first smelt, at least this is what he told me, that you have to bite the head off the first smelt. Ooh. And I'm like, when he told me that, I'm like, I am not going smelting because I am not going to bite the head off of live fish. Well, that's kind of metal. I, I It's disgusting <laughs> is what it is. And, you know, and I'm, I, because when you said, you know, you throw your first fish back, uh-huh. I thought, well, is that sort of tied to that tradition of like you you take a bite and then you throw it back or something like that so but I, it would n- it's nothing that i would ever do yeah you know i mean would you do that uh, probably not okay <laughs> it's it's disgusting and if, if people that are listening to this and do that i'm sorry there's something wrong with you there's just something wrong <laughs> is with it you. worth it though <laughs> it's really not worth it. i can go to a fish fry and get smelt all I want. Yep. And I don't have to bite any heads off of, of them when they're still alive. Ugh. So disgusting. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of gross. <laughs> this is a gross episode. This is a gross episode, <laughs> you know. So All right. Um, so codfish yes. in particular have a belief attached to them due to their ear stones. So a lot of fish have ear stones that help them stay upright okay. in the water. All right. And so they're called ear stones or otoliths, 
and the fish use them for balance, it can be said that the stones keep the fish afloat. So it makes sense for fishermen to carry them. Mm. And to this day, they're still made in a jewelry and stuff. Wow. Yeah, look them up on Etsy. They're actually kind of pretty. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, I, that one I don't mind. Yeah. You know, that seems okay. like I can live with that one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely live with that one. Right. Okay. Extreme misfortune to the fishermen can happen if they encounter any of these three things while on the way to the docks. Okay. A cross-eyed man, a representative of the clergy, or a woman in a white apron. Just bad luck. Bad luck. Same with the black pig. People will be like, nope, not going to work today. A black pig. Mm -hmm. Wow. What if you are a member of the clergy going fishing? <laughs> Maybe don't let them Do not them. invite your clergy friends with you when you go. Probably not. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> like the realm of Neptune or something. I, that's so strange. I right? mean, they, I, you'd have to tease out the finer points of that one for me. It's like, you, like if you are clergy, just, therefore you never should go fishing. Are you a nun who's been on a boat? A boat? Please write in. Right. Oh. <laughs> and let's find this out. Because, you know, if you're a nun that wears a white apron and invite a priest to go with you fishing, then tell, tell, how, it goes. tell us how that goes. Because according to this... You're doomed. Oh, good so. <laughs> mm -hmm. Any unsuccessful catch may also occur if a tragic event happens mm. on the shore, like a murder or something. Mm. Uh, fish can sense the bad vibes from the land, and oh. then they'll swim out to further water. Just okay. So make sure you know what's happened on the beach yep. where you're where you're going in. If keep, some, keep your Google alerts on. Yeah, keep your Google alerts on if it's like... Camp Crystal Lake, where Freddie, where where Jason is, not gonna be catching any fish there, really. No, so it's it's absolutely, you know, all you're gonna catch is some guy in a hockey mask who's gonna be jumping after you. So yeah, <laughs> and these words should be avoided while out at sea. Any mention of pigs again? No pigs. The church. Wow. God's name in vain, and the word salmon. Salmon? Salmon. What if you're salmon fishing? Oh, something else. Rainbow fish. I don't know. That's that's stupid. <laughs> but, okay, so no mention of God. Yep, can't do it. Well, not the church. Oh, the church. You, but okay. You but you can't you Well, using God's name in vain generally is considered bad luck yeah. anyway. So, you know, um, so you can't really do that. But really interesting. Right. Wow. Okay. I thought that was really weird. <laughs> so don't talk about the church. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. I'm, not that I go fishing that often. I really don't. So, you know. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> good to know. And having black cats on board is actually good luck. And they can help predict the weather with their tails. And, and when you're fishing, having a, on, on the having a black, but a black cat any other time, you know, if they cross in front of you, mm -hmm. bad luck. People have a lot of opinions on black cats. Either they think they're extremely fortunate or mm -hmm. really bad luck. Well, and, and probably the bad luck one is that a lot of the times people associated with black cats with witches mm -hmm. and, and the, them being the familiar of a witch and therefore associated with devil and Satan and all that. Right? Yeah. 
but um, other people consider black cats lucky. I will say this, that if I see a black cat cross in front of me, it sort of freaks me out a little bit sometimes. Yeah, because it's just the whole bad luck. I will go out of my way to not walk under a ladder. Oh, yeah. But there's a practical reason for that, because if there's a ladder set up, there's chances are that something's going on up above you that you really don't want to walk under anyway. A paint can, a brick, a tile. Piano, Piano. you know, anything (laughs) like that. You know, there's, I think that some superstitions have sort of a grounding in like practical, like don't do this. And that it was just conflated or, or embellished into like a weird superstition so that people wouldn't do it. Yeah. I read that about that same idea for salt. Like, because right. salt was so expensive, right? And if you wasted any by spilling it, that was to like, yeah, you don't. That was a bad thing. Right. They were like, "Oh, the devil's gonna." I will. I will say that. I do you do that? Do you oh, yeah. okay? If you spill salt, and I can never remember which hand it is and which shoulder it is. So, I, okay. So what I do is I just throw and I do this and I I do that and then I put it in both hands. And <laughs> although I think it's bad luck to throw salt over the wrong so, shoulder, so. Oh. I have no idea. Oh, gosh. Okay. We're <laughs> we, are, we are all doomed. So, anyway. Okay, let's do this last one. So, okay. I thought the listing for owls okay. was very interesting. All right. In France, for a pregnant woman to hear an owl hooting near her will mean that her baby is a girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's unlucky to look into an owl's nest. For the looker will be plagued with melancholy for the rest of their days. I read about that same thing in like three of these books. So it's like a thing. So don't look into a nest. Yeah, or you'll be very depressed forever. Forever. That is a, there's an, I wonder if there's any way to break that curse. Yeah. There's got to be a way to break that curse. Maybe if you look into like a toucan's nest. <laughs> very colorful. A flamingo's a nest. nest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Seeing or hearing an owl is a sign of death for a lot of cultures around the Mm. world. If an owl flies around at night around your house, it means that someone inside is going to die. And to nail the body of an owl on barn doors is to protect the animals inside and the structure from thunderstorms. That's kind of mean, though. You'd have to, one, either you'd have to go out and kill the owl, which... I assume would be bad luck. Yeah. I mean, if these owls are like predicting that you're going to die and you go out and shoot an owl, I think you're screwed. Mm-hmm. So who cares about thunderstorms and your animals if you're going to die? I don't, I don't know. I thought that was very It's weird. really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, okay, let's let's tease that one out a little bit. Okay. So why would why would farmers be afraid of thunderstorms with animals? Well, thunderstorms could cause animals to stampede oh, yeah. or run away. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it could cause them to go a little crazy. Thunderstorms also come with lightning. Therefore, lightning strikes could cause the, the barn to catch on fire. And that's so there true. goes the animals, the barn, and everything that's in oh, it. Oh, yeah. So um, that could ruin you. That could ruin you. I'm not sure how owls are attached to that, but I would assume that those beliefs of wanting to protect a barn and its animals from thunderstorms probably has something to do with that. Mm-hmm. And plus, if like uh, if, if like tornadoes come around, um, 
animals in barns are not protected yeah. in in uh i mean the wizard of oz proves that out you see that you see the cow floating by in the tornado so i mean yeah i i guess that there is a reason practical why you would want to protect your barn from thunderstorms but i don't know if nailing an owl to it is going to do that yeah i would think that putting sort of maybe like um uh, a lightning rod on your barn <laughs> might be a little bit more helpful and, you know, useful. I don't know. Please don't go out there killing owls. <laughs> yeah, we do not advocate the killing of animals. Oh, yeah, we advocate for doing anything. <laughs> Any of this. Yeah, exactly. Except maybe you can try s snails if you want. But, yeah. you know. You can hold a lemon peel underneath your armpit. That won't. That won't. That, yeah, that's if, if that's your thing. You know, more power to you. Go off, but... I guess. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. And this last one was really weird. All right. This is the last one. We got to do this. Okay. It's also about owls. Uh, so as a treatment for gout, eat a salted and baked owl with boar's grease. So if you can't lay off the salami and the pickled herring and the other deli wow. foods, try a baked greased owl. A baked grease owl would turn me off anything. I just, that sounds absolutely disgusting. I know. Wow. And I don't know of any cultures that really eat owls. Because I always thought that owls were sort of like these sacred animals that, mm -hmm. you know, represent like wisdom and stuff like that. Yeah. I never heard this whole thing about death and owls. Right. Like eating them. And eating owls. I, mean, I don't know. They're very good if no one eats them. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I've never heard. I, I mean, literally, I mean, you hear some in some countries obviously have different cultural tastes than oh, other yeah. countries, but I've never heard of a country that would eat owls. That's the first time I've heard of that, too. And it didn't say where that practice was practiced in. So maybe boar's next episode. Boar's grease. Yeah. Now, who would use boar's grease? Because boars sound like something you would say in England or right. the British that's Isles. Yeah, British Isles. That's where that's where I would bet that comes from yeah. somehow, some way, shape, or form. I, in fact, a lot of these superstitions would seem to come out of the British Isles because mm -hmm. they seem to be very superstitious people. They, they really just tried anything as a cure for <laughs> anything. They really just went for it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was my last. Line. All right. Well, that is the superstitious word from Madeline Bitter, reference librarian here at Peter White Public Library, and whether you should step on a crack, run away from black cats, whatever. But you know that before you get to leave the Fortress of Nerddom, Madeline, we have to find out what book has been keeping you up at night, because if we don't, we will both have seven years of bad luck. I didn't know if you knew that. It's like a <laughs> podcast superstition. You know? okay. okay. So, Madeline, what title do you recommend people pick up off the shelf? Madeline, what do you have for us today? This hot weather makes me want more Southern Gothic fiction. Southern Gothic fiction, okay. So I recommend to everyone to go out and read The Little Friend by Donna Tartt. Donna Tartt. Donna Tartt wrote The Goldfinch, yep. right? I love The Goldfinch. And The Secret History. Okay. So she's already pretty well established. She's excellent. And The Little Friend is such a good, creepy, mystery murder tale. 
the main character is just this little girl who just gets into stuff and she's kind of nasty and mean and oh I love it and the weather described the setting is so good it's just in this small dusty Mississippi town mm. in the height of summer so it's hot it's dense it's humid and it really sets the scene beautifully All right. I recommend it. and and so is this book like um prior to the goldfinch or after the goldfinch it is the one before the goldfinch. before the goldfinch yeah. okay because i book, I think. okay yeah because i i've read like i think the book that comes after the goldfinch that she wrote and published i think she's had one since but um yeah i haven't read any of her previous works i love the goldfinch so oh, i'm sure too. i'm sure that this book that you're talking about is great and you know the weather is really warm out there today and you know it feels like we're on our way to summer Although yesterday I went out. Okay, this is another di- this is another digression. But yesterday I went out at like one o'clock in the afternoon. I had to take a picture of the library for something I was doing, uh-huh. and it was like like eighty and like humid, and it felt like fantastic, like it was in July. And then I was leaving the library at my end of the at the end of the day at like four thirty in the afternoon, five o'clock. Walked out. It was cold. Yeah. It was the wind was blowing. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> It's like, this is the UP, you know, you can have high summer uh, and then two hours later, suddenly you're, you're in the 50 again, 50 again and the skies look like it's about to snow on you. Uh, yeah. But that being said, so Donna Tart and it's called the, the little friend, the little friend. Okay. So there you go. Fellow library nerds, Madeline Bitter's recommendation of a book that you should go to the library and pick up. Off the shelf. And we have come to this week's episode of Library Nerds with Words. I want to thank Madeline Bitter from the reference desk here at Peter White Public Library for jumping in at the last minute and being uh, our guest nerd. We were so lucky to have you here. Come back next week when fingers, arms, legs, eyes crossed, Sarah Rayberg, head of youth services, We'll be stopping by to chat about all things summer. Until that time, everyone, stay nerdy. Thank you for listening to Library Nerds with Words, Peter White Public Library's weekly podcast, giving you the word on what's cool at the library. The theme for the podcast is Happy Clappy by John Bartman, used courtesy of Pixabay. This episode was written and produced by Martin Ackett's and sponsored by Peter White Public Library. Until next week, pick up a good book, listen to some good music, watch a good movie, attend a great event, and remember, library nerds are the coolest people around.